0: Welcome to the survival prepper show Where being labeled a crazy prepper is a badge of honor Learn about disaster preparedness survival and get ready for whatever challenges might come your way This is not your typical prepping podcast and they won't be silenced by the censors Here are your hosts Duff and Dale
1: Hey everyone welcome to the show Uh, Today we've got kind of a a lot of a few different things. Uh, Brian had mentioned last week about the the Joe Rogan show where he was interviewing Tol- Tulsi Gabbard, interviewing Tulsi Gabbard,
2: interview.
1: Uh, and it was I, I finally listened to it this weekend. It was pretty interesting, so I wanted to go through some of those, and not necessarily about her in, in necessarily, but about the state of of politics and the government in general and all that stuff. So because I think it's it's pretty. She came across to me as pretty genuine. Uh, And somebody that probably seems like not going to run. So it's not that political talking point BS uh, type of stuff you get when politicians get on there.
2: Yeah. I, I found that interesting that she's not going to run. She said she's because it's impossible. Right. And so I don't know. I, I, it kind of, maybe it's, I still think she, she would run maybe if, you know, but my thing is what she, she says, she's not going to be a Republican, but I didn't get this. I wasn't 100% convinced that that was out of the thing. And that just might be my doubting Thomas. But I, th- I thought she had some really good points. And, you know, she's a, she She sat in Congress. She ran for president. She has some unique insights. And out of all the people that I would consider possibly voting for, I think she's probably a leader of the pack,
1: maybe. Yeah. But she did. I mean, just her her situation she did get blackballed. Basically, she got yeah. pushed out, and that's exactly it, how that game is played, which we'll go through. Yeah,
2: right. And that's not to say that I don't think she has some, like you know, some policy decisions and and ways of viewing that of um, things I don't like. Right. I, I think I think there's some things I I don't I don't. But uh, the last I saw, I don't can't care for her stance on the Second Amendment. You know, I. And so I think there's some things out there that have some issues. But when I look at her compared to the field, I'm like, ah, well, she seems like you just said, I think it's genuine. She seems the most genuine.
1: Yeah. And and that's the the crappy situation we're in compared to the field.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> compared to the ones they pick for us to pick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like literally that's like almost becomes a, I mean, I think, you know, she's a Lieutenant Colonel in the army. She's done a couple of deployments. She's obvious and she's been in Congress. So she's operated at the highest levels of government. You know, she, she's no slouch with what, what her accomplishments have been. But yeah. isn't that interesting? We're like, yeah, she's genuine. Like that's a, it's a differentiator now, right? Like when I used to do business proposals and stuff, you're always okay. How can we set you apart from everybody else? Like, how can we set whatever, you know, this proposal apart from all the other people are competing for. And like, that's the differentiator now. Like she's, she's genuine and she seems fairly upfront and, you know, honest and, and all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Policies aside. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting to hear. And, and usually it's when, after they get out, they start, you know, with the honesty and all that stuff. And like you said, who knows what her plans are in the future, but um, I, I just it's it's nice here. And regardless of our policies, nice here in a politician yeah. that you can actually kind of almost, you know, I, I hate to say trust and politician in the same sentence. But. Yeah.
2: Well, and, you know, I would never be surprised to find out like, hey, you know, maybe she isn't genuine, but so far she seems genuine. And then isn't it, it's kind of interesting. It's like. Yeah, I could sit down and have dinner with that person. Cause, like, I mean, could you imagine sitting down at like the Biden dinner table? Oh, like, Lord. What a shit, what a shit show that must be. You know, Hunter over there, like Jones in for his next gagger and <laughs> yeah, Biden talking about doing push ups yesterday or something, or, you know, whatever. Like, I could, I could sit, I could see sitting down with her and having a conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Before we get into all that, though, uh, I wanted to, I thought this was pretty interesting and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, but I I saw this the other day on the news and I was like, all right, you know, I I don't know all that much. I'm not sure how much I'm buying this, but there's an exercise pill. The scientists are working on an exercise pill. Uh, Like this article right here says, uh, they identify a drug that mimics the effect of sports uh, muscle regeneration, bone regeneration in mice. Right now, it's it's shown that. So this is not something that's coming out next week or anything like that. But I thought because of our sort of our normalcy bias and our our outlook on diet pills and all that stuff, we always think you know bunch of BS. Get out there and go exercise. Go do this. But this is something that is and probably going to be bought by Pfizer and it's going to cost $3,000 before it even comes out. But something that is actually being developed by scientists, so it's a little bit uh, you know, more legit than the exercise pills or diet plans and all that. I still don't know <laughs> how much, you know, I, I suppose it could help with elderly and stuff. What are your thoughts on it, though?
2: Well, first, I, I think we need to back up because, you know, I don't know. I don't have as much faith in you, I guess, when I hear scientists working for the pharmaceutical industry are developing a pill that's going to like be some like life-saving thing for humanity. I mean, I think we're going to have a clip on it maybe later on Sunday talking about, uh, I think, from the Jimmy Dore show, right, where he talks about the one of the senior people at Pfizer uh, basically said that they didn't – well, didn't basically. They did say that there was – uh no human trials done. So when you say, well, you know, it's, it's being tested on mice. I wonder if there were mouse, how much, how the mouse trials went. Like, I know that, that recent, they were talking about doing one recently that they said it was tested on like eight or 10, let's say eight, a thousand mice. Like, you know what, man, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm an animal lover. I don't want to see things hurt, but if we're going to, if we're going to do it, let's t- test it on a million mice first or some shit. Right. Before you even go to human, human trial. So I don't know, I, I see this stuff and it goes, well, science is doing this. I just kind of ec- exercise in a pill. So maybe there's something there. And if it is, that's great. Because think about like, for for people who are maybe like paralyzed or something, right? What's their, you know, one of their big problems besides being paralyzed, obviously, because, you know, it's hard to get around the paralysis, but the other side effects of it are they lose muscle mass. They lose bone, bone density, like astronauts, yeah. right? When astronauts go to space, they got to give come up with these like crazy little workout machines because they lose a certain amount of their bone density every day. And so they have to work out. They, they found that a certain number of hours of like kind of high rep, like with some resistance training, which in anti-gravity, I guess it's they probably have to put a ton on them or something like that. But that that, actually counters the bone loss and stuff like that. I think it's kind of like when you get old and you start sitting around more, you don't go out more. The, the more you do that, the more you're in, in unable to do it because you, your, your muscles start to atrophy and stuff like that. My dad, my, my dad's turning 80 years old next year and he still works on diesel trucks. He's outlived all of his buddies. He's like in phenomenal health. And it's cause he's to, to, toting oil covered hundred pound starters around. And, you know, it's just holding them up and working on trucks. I think.
1: Yeah, but we, you think about it, they're going to once once we get to the point where they basically stick the plug in the back of our head and plug us into the virtual machine and and have us be the the virtual robots or the virtual workers mm-hmm. or whatever, they're going to have to keep us, I mean, they can they can stuff a food tube in you, but they have to keep your your physical body maintained, right? So I mean, this would be a perfect little pill um, to make sure everybody's healthy. Uh, or, you know, at, at least well, not well, deteriorating. That, that
2: your muscles don't atrophy. Right. So I, I wonder if it has the same effect because part of the thing with exercise or going out for a walk, you know, and you go outside and it's nice out and you walk around for a while, you come back and it feels good. Right. You get that endorphin release. So there's that part of exercise too. I wonder if it mimics that or if it just focuses, it, it's just, if it's, if it works the way they say it does, right. Cause we know sometimes there's problems with that that it, um, I think, I think that would be a great thing. There's so many people that could, that could benefit by that, you know? And at the same, at the same time, it gets back to understanding that, you know, if you're always trying to take the short way out when it comes to stuff, then, you know, you might as well just stay attached to your phone. That's what you're doing. It's like, okay, I don't have to go out exercise. I can keep my face buried in my phone. And stay on social media or whatever longer like there, there's a reason to go outside and do that stuff so i'd hate to see it go down the rabbit hole of like what are the second and third order effects of having that pill i mean is that where like the old model of the aliens you know where they're all ooh, the grays like, they take a little yeah yeah they, they take a they take a pill or so like because because you're in and not you're in uh low gravity so what happens with low gravity, you know, maybe their muscles atrophy and that's what you end up looking like? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Cassandra and Liberated Lady in the chat were talking about how we're just not meant to just sit around. Uh, and there's no. something to be said for being farmer fit. I call it farmer strong. Uh, and it's true. Yeah. And what, what does it do mentally? With, you know, we talk about all the cell phones and all the technology and the kids not getting outside and playing and all that stuff. What does that do? Those, like you said, the, the secondary effects of it. Um, What does that do as far as mentally uh, to you? And maybe that's just where, you know, us old coots, you know, we don't have to worry about it. Maybe that's just where everything's evolving is that virtual existence, which was, which would be kind of crazy to me, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we do turn into the You know what, man?
2: (laughs) I also think that everything comes in cycles, right? It seems like. And right now we're very tied into the technology, but I mean, it's like bell-bottom jeans, How many times have those (laughs) come around since the 70s? And every time they come around, they look just as stupid as they did in the century. I I say, like, dude, that stuff was horrible. You know, I got pictures of me, a little kid wearing, like, the corduroy, you know, coat with the patches on the sleeves and the plaid stuff. Like, it looks horrible. Wasn't a good idea then? It's not a good idea now. So I wonder if at some point, like, there's actually not, like, a revolution in, people saying hey like it's okay like start leaving your like it becomes a fashionable thing to go out to like a bar go somewhere and not have your phone with you i mean comedy clubs and movies and, and different places are doing that now like when you go there you have to put your phone in like a bag and you're not allowed and, and, and like they i think they check the phones so yeah. when you leave you get it back now that's a terrible thing if somebody's trying to go get in your phones but we know they don't even they can just sit, they don't even need to get in your phones anymore but I mean, that that's kind of a thing. Maybe that becomes more of a, like a fashion statement, which would be a really good one, right? Like, Hey, why, why do you need to carry your phone everywhere you go? Because everywhere you go, since all these different apps track your data, they're building your quality of life. They're building your, like, this is how this person behaves all day long. Right. So maybe that becomes a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, who knows, but um, there is something to be said about getting out, getting out into nature. People in the city probably don't realize it as much as like you and I do. But the the location you're at right now, the location mm-hmm. I'm at right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, you know, yeah. in the middle of the city, it just makes me nervous. But the people like down da- the people uh. down there thrive on that stuff. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what they, so this being tied to your cell phone, being indoors in your cubicle, all that stuff. Now oh, this yeah. exercise I'm- pill would be perfect for them.
2: Yeah, in the ne- in the next few weeks, I'm, sometime here before Thanksgiving, I'm going to be out back out in Los Angeles again, right? And I feel like Snake Plissken going into Escape from L.A. <laughs> like literally, I get anxiety. Like when I when I think of Los Angeles, I think of Snake Plissken now. Yeah. Like it's like that, you know? It, it, I was I was watching. Uh, I caught something with Mayor uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, right? Because like they've had like eight murders on the subway this year, and like people getting pushed in the tracks. Just a some perception. guy just. There was there, there was a, a guy who was like a, a steam fitter a union guy like he was coming home from work. I don't know what a steam fitter is, but it doesn't sound like it's an easy job. Sounds like it's a lot a lot of heavy stuff and putting cast iron steam pipe kind of stuff together. Anyway, some guy was assaulting a, a police officer on the subway. Well, this guy gets in like, hey, knock it off. And the guy that was doing the assaulting pulls out like a knife or something and slashes the dude's throat, kills him. And the mayor Eric Adams comes out and goes, Well, you got to see, is we got so many people traveling on the subways. The odds of you being the guy getting your throat slashed aren't so bad. Like he's trying to paint, put a pretty picture on it, you know. And they got, they have, they just had a cop, I think maybe it was in New York the other day. um, Someone played the knockout game, walked up and like just blindsided that dude and knocked him out, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, he was, I heard
1: him say the other day, he's like, we, we do have a crime problem and we're trying to fight the crime problem. But at the same time, we have this perception of that it's bigger than it actually is. And that's the whole crap he was going through right there. And it's like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Perception is reality, right? If people yeah. in New York don't want to drive the subway or, or get on the subway and they drive instead, that's what they're going to do. Perception or not, it doesn't matter what the statistics are. And the statistics also well, shows that it is rising.
2: So, yeah, it's gone up. That's the problem. He's trying yeah. to figure out a way to put a rose. He's just do, he's doing what, you know, Biden and all these administrations do. They're trying to put a put a ro- rosy face on it. But it's.
1: Yeah, this is it, yeah. this administration and all these all these politicians and stuff. It, it They should just be like they're saying should just be don't believe your eyes. Uh, you know, it, nothing you see is real and everything's misinformation unless it comes from us.
2: <laughs> the scary what, what makes me nervous about it is the pendulum swing right so on the the left the radical whatever crazy i don't know what you want to call these nut jobs but you have they've literally gone to the point like they they, they constantly try to they have to constantly one-up themselves right so we're literally at the point they've one-up themselves so many times that it's like they're letting really bad people out of prison their whole idea of Jail and, and criminal justice reform is to just let bad people out of jail. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that, you know, Kamala Harris, who incarcerated thousands of people for nonviolent drug offenses. It's not to say like, hey, that's the kind of reform we need. Like you're locking up people because you want to feed the prison industrial complex. Right. You're locking up people for just stupid crimes and you're letting people go that are hurting people. Yeah. So yeah. The, the the crazy part is it. Well, I don't know if it's the crazy part, but it always seems like they never come back with like, Hey, let's go in, identify the problem and be surgical about it. They come back swinging a mallet, both sides, right? Cause it, we're at the point where let's just let violent people out of jail. So when it comes back to the other side and they get tough on crime again, Remember, Joe Biden, the the I love everybody, you know, I'm the head of the Democratic Party, you know, woke is them. He's the guy that did the 1994 crime bill. But when they get tough on crime again, what does that look like? Because you're going to wrap up a bunch of people probably because it's been our track record. For just stupid shit like, you know, hey, you can think what you want about. weed. we all know my my view view on pot. And literally like we're going to war over like a plant that is actually has a lot of protein has, you can't even, you can't grow, you can't grow hemp up until recently a lot of States and it's a super beneficial plant. It's actually really good for the environment because it grows so fast and and dissipates into the ground and it filters out all the carbon that they're worried about. It's a really good plant, but the way our system's set up, we're going to put people in jail for doing that. Right? Like, Our our priorities are screwed up. So are our priorities really screwed up or is the priority to try to lock up people? Because if you, if you make nonviolent drug offenses, like having pot on you, a real, like a serious crime, like it is in a lot of States. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people in areas that can't afford attorneys. They can't afford the system. And I'm not talking about just people of color, black people, brown people, whatever kind of people I'm talking about white people too. everybody that in, in those neighborhoods, there's people that smoke weed. It's it's higher in a lot of places. And they can't fight it. So that well, that's what it becomes. Where do you put your cops? You don't have your cops rolling around Beverly Hills. You have your cops down in South Central LA, down in the hoods. Because that's where a lot of the crime happens. And so now you scoop up all those people and in, in Appalachia and all that. And now we put our all these people who are just like, dude, they're just trying to get by. But you're dumping the system on them.
1: But Biden just let out all the all the pot smokers, right? No, he didn't. <laughs> we talked about that, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm setting you up here because I want oh, you to explain oh, that's that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah that's it's a, it's good, it's a yeah, bunch yeah, of
1: BS propaganda.
2: Nice softball. So Biden, check this one out. And you guys, I'm sure our listeners or watchers probably have heard about this. But if not, so he came up with this big thing, right? Because what are they trying to do right now? What's the Democratic Party trying to do? They're trying to come up with wins. Anything. Because... Anything to distract from the econ- like the shambles of the economy, fuel prices going up. You know, I mean, it, it, Biden goes over to Saudi Arabia, right? What does he do in Saudi Arabia? Like, hey, can you uh, stop not put those fuel prices up, oil prices up, till after the election? Gets on like, his knees. Yeah, I mean, he get he getting busted out, right? So they come up with this whole thing because Biden ran on he was go- he was going to decriminal or, or deschedule. That's the that's the one of the major issues with pot right now. It's scheduled. It's it, it's like the worst drug possible. Known to mankind according to federal scheduling, right? So difficult, like they can't even really study the stuff. So Biden comes up when he, and he ran on legalizing weed and all that stuff. So nothing's happened with it. I mean, you have Kamala Harris who locked up thousands of people in California for pot. Biden who had the 1994 crime bill, is the old crime warrior of old. Neither of them want have want to do this because like all the they get money from those industries. So he comes out and says, "Hey." I'm going to let all people with federal offenses, I'm going to pardon them for any minor possessions of marijuana. everybody's like, Oh, this is great. The federal FBI. How do you get a minor possession of marijuana? Like a cop stop pulls you over on the highway. And, you know, for some reason you get searched and you have weed in your pocket. Now you're getting minor possession. The FBI doesn't do that. FBI people for minor possession. I mean, they go after people for, you know, documents and uh, setting up kidnapping and stuff like that, but they don't go after people for minor possession of weed. The only time the federal government gets somebody on a minor possession of weed is when they arrest them for something bigger, bigger. and they yeah. have pot on them. And then they throw an extra four or five years on their sentence. Right. And federal time, federal time you get one day off a year for good behavior. So they use it as leverage. Well, well, he pardoned all those. That's nice, but nobody's in prison for it. Nobody's in jail for that. <laughs> yeah. They're all in jail for something else because yeah. it doesn't apply to the not the federal people. So there were like six thousand federal custody. My understanding was there about six thousand people who had minor possession charges. Not one of them's getting out of jail. Just reducing. How long do you think it to- How long do you think it took them to get with like the uh, the prison guard unions and and you know the people who sell food to the jails and stuff california and all that how long do you think it took them to come up with that cockamamie scheme to say yeah I'm a, we're, we're partying everybody but not really
1: yeah they, yeah they didn't they didn't come out publicly with that part of it we're, we're partying no. everybody but nobody's
2: getting out not really yeah. well no they did they actually came out like a couple days later once like it had kind of faded in the news and admitted that nobody was getting out of uh, out of uh prison
1: yeah ridiculous but that's, that's everything. That's kind of why I titled this show Welcome to Crazy World. Because, one, in that Joe Rogan show, they talked about that. And he talked about this mind virus that's going on uh, with all this propaganda and stuff. And that's this is exactly it people hear that stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot of pot smokers out there that heard that and they're like, yeah, celebration time. You know, this is all great. But you get the details or if you bother to get the details, you find out it's a bunch of horse crap. Why not just just decriminalize it anyway? And I, I get it. There's some people probably listening to our show that that don't agree with that at all. But I, to me, to me I think of it the same as alcohol. So if alcohol is legal, why not pot?
2: I, I look at it this way it's like one of the things with uh post-traumatic stress is it can help and it's not like alcohol where it's physically addictive and all that and so we're at this yeah. point where what are you gonna what are you gonna give to people who have firefighters cops rape victims military all these people that have stuff like that you know some sort of condition that it can help what do we do instead we push pharmaceuticals on them Like literally, you know, the the, the pharmaceutical industry that we we can talk about in recent times with with COVID, or we can go back and look at the Sacklers who made like, I don't know how many, like $20 billion off of, you know, Oxycontin thing. I think they paid a couple billion dollars in fines that most of them that got scrubbed down, right? Like we we can literally go and give people those medicines, medications that are addictive and we know cause major problems. Or, hey, how about we have this thing called pot that can actually work for you a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well, and you, know, and don't you nailed it right there because option. that's exactly why uh, alcohol is legal because there are no really benefits to alcohol. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit, at, you know, in moderation and all that. But the benefits of pot would really put a kink on the pharmaceutical industry.
2: Well, and here, here's a question for you. Why does there have to be a benefit like that? Someone can say point to and say, Oh, this is this great benefit other than anything that somebody goes, you know what? This makes me have a better day. Sometimes like why the same with alcohol. I understand that there are people who have problems with alcohol. I get that, but we're literally like, we literally regulate the stuff that makes people feel good in a lot of ways. You can go to the grocery store and grab a, down gallon, a drain cleaner, open it up, chug it and kill yourself. Like you that's can do close. that. It's all over. Like there's, I mean, how many things in your house could probably kill you right now? Not illegal. You don't even need a permit. Don't Right. So unless it's about defending yourself or you feeling good, then we have a problem with it.
1: Yeah. I always say pine saw in moderation, you know, it's nothing wrong with it, but
2: <laughs> Oh, but i dude, think- and, and so, well, that, 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 that's the thing too. And, and when I worked in Atlanta, in Atlanta, they have a thing where if you, oh, oh, well, I guess it's a law, a regulation, you can't arrest somebody for public intoxication if they're not intoxicated off of alcoholic beverages. So a lot of your really hardcore like uh, alcoholics who are like homeless on the streets When I was working as a paramedic there, they drink Listerine. And you get within five feet of them and it's like dragon's fire coming out. of It's just li- like a blast of Listerine right in your face when you get up there. It's crazy. Yeah. But- talking about laws and regulations right like they they literally set it up so it's illegal for them to have an alcoholic drink that you know maybe not be safe but that's been is food grade and his all that so they're so bad off it's okay for them to drink Listerine
1: <laughs> yeah I like I said I want to move on to this next part, but like I said, I think it's it's the the reason it gets slow tracked, the reason it gets ignored, one because it doesn't it doesn't suit them, it doesn't you know they're just not too interested in it, and two I guarantee you the pharmaceutical lobbyists are like no 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 we can't have any of that we can't have any of that because there are benefits to this that is going to cut into our bottom line. Yeah, so that's that's mainly it. Yeah. All right, so that was, <laughs> we talked a little bit more on that, than I, I <laughs> thought we were going through, but that's cool. Um, I wanted to, I want to get into some of this Tulsi stuff, but before we do that, like I kind of prefaced it in the beginning, this is more about, less about her in general, and more about the whole system, the whole game. But I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about why politics matters to me anyway, and I'm sure to you too, but why it matters in prepping. And to me, and I know, you know, sometimes we get kind of in the into the weeds with this because calling people out for the stupid crap they say and, and all of that. And I think there needs to be a light shined on that. But that's not the, really the necessary part in preparedness, I don't think. The necessary part to me is because most of the things that we do and we talk about as far as disaster scenarios, other than natural disasters, are caused by them. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to pay attention, uh, at least a little bit, and maybe not to the degree that you and I do. Um, I don't think that's healthy. Uh, but the the good thing about what we do is that we almost have a venting session <laughs> twice a week <laughs> yeah, to yeah, get this stuff do. out, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I do part think it's of it, important. too, is that...
2: A little bit selfish, too, because part of it is now I have a reason to watch the news, right? Before, I would just watch the news and like, ah, oh, I just go. Now I have a reason. I guess we can get on here, and which, like we've talked about before, how many times during the week do we actually get on? I mean, we probably talked for 15 minutes before the show about this same kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, now I have a reason to, but yeah, I yeah, know you're right.
1: Yeah, and it's like some of the stuff we're going to talk about with this Tulsi thing, it's the the events that they're putting in play, the stuff we talked about last week with Daisy, as far as the nukes and the, maybe the whole, you know, a coordinated great reset type situation going on. It's all put in place by these yahoos at the top. These, these. Well,
2: think about the great reset kind of stuff, right? And what just, what's happening right now. You're, you're literally living in this. It's happening right now. We've talked about modern monetary theory. It's how they're operating right now. And what, Not only did they push all this cash, remember the whole problem with modern, the whole, even modern monetary theory recognizes that when there's too much cash in the system and inflation becomes a problem, you just need to pull cash out of the system. But what did they do? They almost hedged their bets, right? So they push all this cash into the system and where did they push it? They pushed to their buddies. They pushed it to people who, you know, could that actually could navigate the paperwork and the craziness and make it happen fast to get all those PPP loans right like that was part of the whole deal on the PPP loan like there was paperwork there's things you had to do so if you're an independent slub like that owns your own business and doesn't have a lot of support it was a lot harder for you to get that paperwork in but when you're Tom Brady and you're all these other people they're like oh yeah just I got my my staff that can do it they yeah. made that stuff happen so they got to the trough early crazy how that worked out that way. Right. You think they'd put something in there to say, Hey, Tom Brady, you don't need to get a PPP loan. Anyhow, all their friends and their compatriots and their, and, and the, the big businesses, they all made money during COVID and they, and they've all had this cash pushed into them. Everybody else got like 600 bucks, right. Or 1200 bucks. And now the cost of everything's going up. I saw something the other day that like, uh, retirement funds, across the, the board in the U S have lost like a trillion dollars. Do you see that?
1: Uh, no, but I heard something, something about that. Yeah.
2: So, so they've pulled all this cash back out of the system, modern monetary theory again. And where did it, they pull it from everybody out there who has it, it, retirement accounts, right? They're literally manipulate. This is manipulating the system. So if this is intentional, which I think you could say poor management is intentional, at least from incompetence, but it is it maybe more intentional, right? They don't, they, they've decided not to do the budget anymore in Congress. Like they don't really talk about that anymore. Yeah. So I think it's all, it, it, is it all being manipulated and set up? You know, when you talk about how government's running and stuff.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's all, yeah. It's, it's just, if People are going to be awful surprised. These people, these people that that will buy into all these lies, like like we're like you said, we're going to talk about on Sunday with that Jimmy Dore video, where everybody's spouting off. You know, you tell the lie a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. Those people are going to be awful surprised when this stuff comes down. So I think it is important not to, on a daily basis, get involved in in politics and all that, but pay attention to what these these crackheads are doing up there, uh, because it sure seems like. They're running everything into the ground, and it sure seems like uh, it may be going exactly according to plan. So, uh, yeah. but I do want to get into a couple of these videos I've got from the, the that I pulled out of the Rogan show uh, because they're pretty interesting uh, as far as the whole picture is concerned. Uh, I, I hope I don't think we'll get in. These are about two minutes long. Uh, each of them. So I don't think we'll get hit by YouTube or anything like that. I hope not. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, he's not NBC news or anything like that. I don't think they care, but, um, but well, they if are we good. get shut
2: down. If we get shut down, the feed will come back on in a couple in, in about a minute or two. So we'll just hang out and we'll be back if they shut our feet off.
1: Yeah. I highly doubt it though. But this first one I've got is him and her talking about how the democratic Democrat Party, basically, they're a cult. They, they, how they've changed from when she first was an independent Democrat to what they are now, and I think this is sort of like what we were talking about. Uh, this is to me, and and I, you know, granted, I'm a little biased on this. I just can't stand Democrats anyway, Democrat politicians. But to me, she's she's dead on with this because it does seem like they're going down this path of complete control. We're going to control every aspect of your life and 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 lie to you and tell you everything's fine on the other side of it so uh, you got a comment on that you want me to play it
2: no no go ahead with the video man
3: okay that's the danger of it is the people in charge of the democratic party whether they actually hold positions or they just no are volume. influential in the democratic party uh, have created this cult-like atmosphere and fomented this fear so much so that people who are really in a position to impact this, to stand up against it and say, hold on, guys, this is... Are you saying you can't hear it?
2: Yeah, I don't have any volume on it.
1: Oh, that's weird. Um,
2: it, it seems like it's coming through on the... Okay, as long as they can hear it, I've already seen it.
1: Um. Yeah, we'll try this and then I'll
3: literally insane and needs to needs to stop, they're too afraid to do so because of what the ramifications will be. Uh, the Democratic Party of the past, the Democratic Party that I joined, doesn't exist anymore. The party that was, um, you know, the party of JFK, of Dr. Martin Luther King, the party of inclusivity, the big tent party that welcomed and encouraged this marketplace of ideas and conversations and people who held different views the party of, uh, you know, that championed women and equality and the rights of people in our society. That party just, it doesn't exist anymore. And instead we have a party that's being led by, by people who have gone insane with this ideological uh, fanaticism.
1: All right, I'm going to stop that right there since you can't hear it uh, because <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on it.
2: No, no, I I was watching it in the YouTube. I have it on the YouTube feed, so I know what she's talking about.
1: Oh, okay. Um, but in in the beginning, right there, and then I'll I'll continue playing the second half of it. The beginning, right there, she was talking about how how it's all changed uh, and how it's it's become this it like a cult like thing, like a machine that is, you know, granted they, they have this, they, they put out this thing that, Hey, we're, we're for the little guy, right? We're, we're there to protect the little guy, but the things that they're doing, the things that they're doing are the things that they blame the other side for doing a lot of the time. And they're just relentless with it. So. Yeah.
2: Well, it, it, I think you started off with, um, you know, you go back to the seventies and even, and in the eighties, the Democratic Party was the party anti-war, anti-establishment, you know, pot, free love and and everything else that kind that was their party, right? They're about the environment and all that. And then I think and, and the Republicans you knew when you got on on board with the Republicans and being a conservative, it was like, "Hey, I'm for business to be able to do its thing, you know, I'm for I'm deaf borders, you know, pro pro military all that kind of stuff." Like you kind of were choosing your sort of sides in that thing. The problem that happened, I think, was in the 90s when Clinton came in Clinton took the Democrats. I mean, I mean, you think about who who did you have before Reagan, right? Because you had, what, 12 years of Republicans who who was before Reagan. You had Carter, right? Mm -hmm. Clinton wasn't a Carter guy, right? You got Carter, I kind of think, was a nice guy. And he just was in a guy that probably wasn't it wasn't in a good position for him, right? Where Clinton goes in there and Clinton was about money. He turned the Democratic Party into a party of corporatists, just like the Republicans. They're both about big business. The difference with the Democrats, though, is they've always gone by using identity politics, right? It was always about, oh, you, you know, you're a suit versus the individual. So they've always kind of thrown that label over there on. And now they're they've just, I think they've ratcheted up the name calling that they used a, a bunch of years ago and and weaponized it. Yeah. And and yeah. turned it into the woke movement. That's what you have right now is, is the woke movement that's kind of starting to fall apart on them.
1: Well, and they were talking before any of these clips that I've got, they were talking about the whole transgenderism and all that men and women sports and all the, the crazy crap that goes on these days. And she was talking about and even Rogan kind of mentioned he's like, How why why don't people speak up about this? Um, I've got a clip where she was talking about or right after she was talking about her um battle with Kamala. And nobody is willing to speak up about that stuff. And I think it's because they've gone so on, you know, just 100%, 150% into the everything's racist thing and protecting the little guy that if they backed off and and the stuff that that everybody agrees is crazy, the men and women sports, and you're not allowed to say anything about it or you just get demonized, if, if they were allowed to say what they really feel, They would. And she was talking about how most of them agree that it's just batshit crazy. But they can't say that because they've gone so far into everything is racist, everything, you know, everything this and that. If they were to do something like that, they'd get seen the same. it would be hypocritical, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. It
2: it gets back to that pendulum theory because every time they, they go forward on that stuff, right, what do you have? It's they try to one up themselves like I was talking about earlier. So where do you go from one up out over the wokeism stuff that's going on right now that you know I, they're just going crazy with yeah like it, where it's gone too far you know and and so they're they're losing a lot of people I mean again the, the fact that you have a guy like Jimmy Dore like going like you've lost me to to the Democrat part and 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 that they're you know when you go back to Tulsi what was Tulsi's big sin and she, I think she talks about in the, in the Rogan podcast but. Her big sin with the Democratic Party was supporting Bernie. Like, OK, you may not like Bernie, but she was the the second in charge or whatever you call it of the Democratic National Committee, the vice chair, whatever it is. And she didn't put her her support behind Hillary. She cho- she put her support by Bernie. And that's when she started falling apart with the Democratic Party. Yeah, like, like she literally expressed her her free decision like, hey, I like Bernie better. A Democrat, like somebody who ran for president as the Democrat and somebody who actually let his campaign get tanked, knowingly got sabotaged, so that way they could push somebody else out there.
1: Yeah, they they were talking about in that segment too, that they were talking about all a bunch of crap, but the furries where there's an actual school that put a litter box in the bathroom (laughs) to appease, and this is how far just off the rails everything is gone. It's not about gay rights anymore. It's not about the stuff that makes sense to a lot of people it is complete batshit crazy
2: well, and so i i've heard two stories on the furry things one i've heard it's urban legend and then two i've i've read some people that said like it was something that happened with their kids at school so if i don't know what it is i don't know anybody personally that said you know that i that i said that their kids gone to school and on the assumption that it does. Well, if if you're gonna let them identify as a horse or a skunk or a raccoon or whatever the fuck they're identifying as, okay, then why do you let them go to school? I'm sorry, you're an animal. Go sit out in the pasture, eat some grain, right? Go shit, whatever you're gonna do out there. That that's what you you're a furry. All right, that's it. That's it. Don't come inside when it's you know. Oh no no! This is what we have to let him let him do. So I don't know if the fur, the furry is just an urban legend. Again, I haven't seen anything, any, where anybody I know personally has said it is, but it, on the ca- thing, like, give me a break if if that's yeah. the case.
1: Well, Brandon said in the chat that's been debunked, and it may have been. I don't know. Okay, uh, probably. But I mean, to the to the bigger point though, it is things like that that may not you know may not be that big well, of of scale, or may not be happening all over the place, widespread. But it's that mentality that that people these days are just so, you know, you you you've got to be accepting of everything, and we, even when it's just batshit crazy, well, you're not see, allowed to say it's batshit crazy.
2: That and that's the one-upsmanship, right? Where they keep trying to outdo themselves because, like, there's little a movement over there now that's trying to push the normalization of pedophilia. It's happening, and people say, "No, it's not." Yes, it is. This yeah. isn't some Q thing. I'm not a Q person. I think Q is the dumbest shit in the world, and it's actually it's happening out there, yeah. right? So you know, the, I I can't imagine. Like, I guess maybe if you heard it, like someone saying it happened in California or something like that, like a furry thing happening 30 years ago. But the fact that they can, even you know, if it's if it's the urban legend, that has been debunked, like uh, Brandon says the fact that somebody could throw it out there and it would seem so plausible because shit is so crazy these days. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly... It's it's freaking crazy town, yeah. All right, I'm not going to play the rest of that clip, but I'm going to play this next clip where this is right after they were talking about how she is the one that called out Kamala Harris and uh, on that debate stage, and she's the one that just basically just wrecked her. And he asked, why... Is nobody else doing that? Why does the media not push back on her? Uh, and I, we all know the answer to that because it 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 goes against the Democrat Party. It goes against the narrative that they want to push. And you can't say anything bad about the Democrat Party for some one reason or another in the mainstream media. You just can't say anything bad about that. And and especially since she's a woman of color, and she goes into that as well. A woman of color, uh, you know, a woman just in, period. Now they're, they're like, no, we can't touch that because we'll get lambasted.
2: But the the problem comes into being, I mean, let's, let's go down and check what boxes, if if you want to do it, select somebody based upon how many boxes they check, like when it comes to minority stuff or underrepresented, whatever the term is these days, I don't think you're going to check more, more than you're going to check with Tulsi.
3: Yeah.
2: The yeah. woman of color, she's like, she's not even a, a she, she's Hindu, veteran, like all the different stuff, like check, 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 check against Kamala Harris. And I imagine if you put the box, like who hasn't locked up a bunch of people for nonviolent crimes, Tulsi checks out one too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know. I I'd need to research some of the other things she says. All I know is that right now, she's saying the things that I think need to be heard by a lot of people about what this system is doing. So um, at any rate, let me play this. Uh, hopefully you can hear this all while this is on. I'll try to check some stuff, but, uh, but I'll play this about why she thinks it is that she was kind of lambasted and, and kind of shunned and the game that gets played in Washington.
4: Do you think that there's a concerted effort to hide that information, or do you think that people recognize that, that 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 that's that's a trap? Like, if if I do that, then it's gonna fuck up my future. They're gonna not want me to participate in certain things, which most certainly happened to you.
3: Yes, that most certainly happened to, and and that shows the double standard. I, you know, I don't know why no one had the courage to ask her those questions. Why I was the first person to do it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would imagine it's because she's got friends in high places. I would guess it's because she's a, she's a woman of color and no one wants to be seen as the person attacking a woman of color who's running for president. They got no issues attacking me uh, <laughs> on a whole host of fronts. But because, again, she, she was connected, she's playing the game, she's somebody that the Democratic Party knows that they can control. And that was the thing for me is, and and it started years before I ran for president, is once the Democratic, I, I went to, got elected to Congress and they were like, oh, she's the first this, she's the first that, she's cool, she's gonna be one of us, we'll put her forward and you know she'll be a great new face of the Democratic Party, all these things. But then very quickly they realized like, I mean, I, I've always been an independent Democrat. Every race that I've ever run, whether it was for city council in Honolulu or for the state legislature or for Congress, I was never like the party pick, ever. I never won any of those races with the the Democratic Party saying, all right, hey, we're going to back you up. We're going to send you money. We're going to send the troops out to support you. None of that It has always been a truly grassroots campaign of the people, which is amazing. They found out very quickly like, oh, okay, she's not somebody that, you know, the puppet masters can control. She's not just going to read the talking points when she goes on TV or stands on the House floor and and that's where things started to take a turn um where those who are in those positions of power said okay she's somebody who could expose our weaknesses expose uh our insecurities expose the hypocrisies and our arguments and uh and started to create that distance and then resorted to the smear and the discrediting and the attacks and then ultimately like total media blackouts
1: all right, so you could hear that, right? Yeah. After I fix it, okay, good. Um, but she was basically uh, talking, g- talking about how that that machine works, and I think it's interesting. With her, they, they tried to do a lot of the same things with Donald Trump. So this is a, sort of a game plan. The problem they I think they had with Trump was there was such a groundswell of support for him that the de- that the Republican Party had to bring him in. They really didn't have a choice. But with her, she was pretty easy to just kind of clear off the table uh, and, you know, wipe her away. Same thing with Bernie Sanders. I mean, it happens all the time. And that's how we get stuck with two shitheads to choose from.
2: Well, I think the other side of that, too, is I can hear myself in the audio. But the other side of that is it's good now. Uh, The other side of that is that Trump could fund his own national campaign. I don't think. Tulsi has that ability to fund. I mean, how much how much did Trump put into his own campaign? They couldn't really shut him out. He could have been Ross Perot, right? I'm going to go out there and just blast everything with social media and do whatever he's going to do. And I don't think they are able to quiet him. Tulsi didn't have that much of a voice uh, back then. So I don't know how she could have overcome the deficit of. you know. and, And she talks about in the segment where she talks about why you'll never see a third party candidate be successful All right. so i i think i think it ends up coming back to trump had the ability and so just the fact that he had the ability to cause so many waves and split the republican party i think they couldn't not support him
1: yeah yeah
2: you know, especially um, after that first debate
1: yeah we just got a warning from youtube that they detected copyright content so evidently spotify probably has some some crap going on and all that um I can play that. You want I me mean, I mean, the the last clip is, is I think is the best one, but, um, I don't know yeah, that. Hey,
2: everybody, if we, if we get shut down, Dale and I will record it. And we'll put up it as an individual clip and then, uh, we'll, uh, wrap up the show that way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah,
1: yeah. At least, um, I, uh, we can start it and then I can add it in later but they do they talk about how the system the entire system is rigged uh, and this is why we get stuck with who we get and this is the they want to make sure they maintain who is who actually gets a seat at the table uh, so it's not it's it's not like it, it used to be where it's about the, we the people and about you know the country in general it's about that apparatus, maintaining and doing what they quote-unquote believe is in the, the greater good for the country. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with the little guy down here, the people that are making the machine run. It's about, you know, the, the people pulling the levers and all that crap. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and try this. We'll see what happens, I suppose.
4: <laughs> what, what is it about this country that is so politically married to having two teams and two teams only and how do we fix that because There is there there is very little room for someone who's a third-party candidate to be taken seriously in this country And when you do vote for a libertarian you do vote for an independent many people think of it as a protest vote Spoiler right? yeah, it's such a bizarre system that we have and it's so easy to, to rig yeah. because there's only two parties and both parties are controlled by these gigantic
3: special interest groups. Gigantic special interest groups, uh, corporate for-profit media, big tech and then the powers in both parties. Uh, and that's where I'm, I'm glad you use the word rig because uh, it's an important word and usually when you use it people aren't thinking of it in the way that we're talking about Uh, It's what I experienced during that campaign is that collusion between those very, very powerful entities to decide before voters even get a chance to be exposed to different candidates to choose from, they decide, all right, here are the candidates, here's the people that we're going to, you know, we think will be all right. We think they're going to play the game and we'll promote them. We'll say nice things about them, maybe throw in a tough question here or there just to not blow our cover. But these are the people that we want voters to choose from. And these other people are the ones that we're going to try to either, uh, just slide into the darkness and hope nobody notices them. Or if people are noticing them, we're going to do everything that we can to smear them and, and, uh, and undermine their credibility so that when they do speak, you get that kind of reaction from, uh, Berenson. So what she was talking about there
1: was this Alex Berenson dude. We got the warning again, but I don't think we got shut off. So uh, she was talking about this Alex Berenson when Joe Rogan was interviewing Alex Berenson. And he was just repeating a line that he had heard because he ab- about her and saying, oh, isn't she crazy or isn't she just uh, ridiculous? And, he, and Joe Rogan asked him why. And he couldn't come up with an answer. It's just something that they, he heard over and over again. So he just bought the line. You hear that with COVID. You hear that with the vaccine. You hear that with all of this different stuff. People just hear it over and over again and they buy the line.
2: Oh, you're muted. The narrative and the talking points go out, you know, the day something they, there, you see too many videos out there of a mashup across all the different news outlets or the media outlets like on the morning shows where they're all using the same words like exactly the same phrases so the talking points have got out they've been they were sent out do this they, they were all sent out hey you know take a dump on tulsi no one wants tulsi if yeah, you want yeah. tulsi go write her in like that's a great way to vote right like you know because i don't like going to vote when it's two knuckleheads i don't want either one of them it's like i'm not gonna cast my i refuse to cast my vote anymore just because i like this because the guy that i think sucks just sucks for a different party i'm not gonna do that so go write in go vote but write in tulsi or write in whoever you want write in your dog if you think your dog could be president you know whatever it is but i i think i think we're gonna have to if we don't have a violent uprising of some sort civil war revolution, all that kind of stuff moving down the road, I think this is the kind of revolution you're going to have to have where all American people get together and say, nah, we're you're, this is what we're putting in. But let's say we all did that. And she got in there. Well, then what? Like they went at, whether you like Trump or not, they went after him twice with impeachment. The second one was basically to cover up on Ukraine. Like we see what happened with, with Ukraine. Like that was coming down the pike. And he was going to out a bunch of the stuff and they shut it down. He was going to out, I think the Burisma stuff and all that. If you know, you can say he wasn't okay, whatever, but that, that was what that second impeachment was about. And that's why he he didn't pardon. We talked about him not pardoning Snowden because Republicans Rubio and all those guys went to him and said they would, they, they would go along with the impeachment. If he, if he tried to release the the Kennedy files that were supposed to be released. Right. So Yeah. You know, yeah. what could she do if she got in there? They just go after her. Or they what or they just sit on their hands.
1: Yeah. And and like like they were talking about, I mean, it is rigged. It is not, it's, it's not rigged in the sense one party or the other or anything like that. It's more so rigged them against us, basically. They have completely changed the rules of the game or or refined the rules of the game because all 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 governments around the world are kind of operate the same. This our government has just gone so far that I don't think it's even fixable. Um, you had mentioned the whole voting thing, and and they even talked about it how it's it's seen as a uh, just a lost vote. I don't even know that it's – And I I hate I, I kind of hesitate to say this, but I don't even know that it matters anymore. Uh, voting no, and, probably and, not because you're voting for who they have chosen for you to pick from. So I think it. You've got one side, like the Democrats, right, that are just running things off the rails. You've got the other side that just doesn't do a damn thing, and they still running off the rails too. It's just not as fast as, as the one side. So eventually, this is all going downhill, regardless of what we who we choose here, who we choose there. It's all going downhill. So my thought maybe is that the faster it does, the faster it gets fixed. So put your seatbelt on and see what happens.
2: Well, and the thing of it to remember is, all those. It hasn't just been undone by one party. Both parties went undone. Again, yeah. next week, next Wednesday. There's two anniversaries on next Wednesday, right? Uh, it's the um, anniversary of the OK Corral shootout, right? Where law enforcement totally screwed the pooch, right? The, the whole the herps, like that didn't need to happen. Like today, if that had happened, oh my gosh, see, think about the riots then. <laughs> yeah. and. Oh, shit. And it was the and It's the anniversary of G.W. Bush signing the 2001 Patriot Act, right? Yeah. So, you know, when P- we sit here, we try to act like somehow, oh no, it's just been the other side, and and this and that. You literally have not not only the Patriot Act, but secret courts. We have, and and people. I was one of them. Got like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Should we? We don't want the terrorists knowing that we're doing in court, talking, they're talking about them in court. We literally have secret courts in our country now that come after American citizens because we know they've had through the FISA stuff, right? What part of our constitution mentions the, the whole secret court is cool thing? I didn't see that on annex A or appendix A of this is what the definition of freedom is. The government has secret courts to try you. So you have no idea what they're doing. And that they can tell you, oh, because it's a secret court, if you ever do find out, out about it, they'll they'll hit you with the espionage act if you say anything. Right? Like this is our our hashtag freedom government. No, that's why it I, I believe just like you, I don't think we're ever going to be able to repair this through the vote. I hope we can, because the alternative to repair it is not gonna be pretty. And again, we're the the faster technology evolves. The more irrelevant the Second Amendment becomes. Remember that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just think, and I agree with you, both both of them. This whole machine uh, is responsible for the the crap we're facing and, and the the downward slide we're facing. I just think the Democrat Party, when you've got the the battle for misinformation, the censorship stuff, the uh, the you know the like she was talking about in there the the religion the the uh, defund the police all of those different things that just degrade this country there's there's good things that happen in this country there's good things that have happened we've grown a lot but you don't have to it it shouldn't be bringing down one side to equal the playing field it should be bringing them both well, up and that's not happening
2: i mean ha- the the majority of technology in the world today In one form or fashion, is responsible. It comes out of U.S. ingenuity, right? Even though we've outsourced our stuff, like a lot of this has been based upon us making stuff happen. So the U.S. has done all kinds of great things. Yeah, right. I think I think we we depend on how you define greatness. Like we're a pretty amazing country. If you wanted to say, hey, we're an amazing country, even we're still amazing, even if you don't agree with some of the stuff we do or a lot of the stuff we do we could be great i think great i think great's in a choice right like we could be great again if we got our values back but we're not a great country anymore or at least the way our country operates the way it treats its people you yeah. know flooding billions and trillions of dollars overseas running up our national debt running up the inflation on everybody wait i mean the knucklehead in the White House let let loose $15 million from the, the reserve oil reserves, right? So he could say he's doing something. To buy votes. Strategic reserves. That's that's less than, we we use 20 billion or 20 million barrels a day. Not, that, that got us to like four o'clock, right? And he's not filling up the strategic reserves. What's that going to do? They're, they're talking about some significant deal. And it's personal to me. I got a diesel truck. Right. That, some significant problems with diesel like there. I think they said somewhere that I, I heard today that diesel supplies in the on the East Coast haven't been this low since the 1930s or maybe the 1950s, Let's go with 1950s. Right. So. What, what What's all that voting for either party done us? That's got yeah. us Joe Biden. It got us all this nonsense. It got us a government that couldn't respond worth a shit to covid. Right. Like the most disjointed, never like they were throwing stones at each other from get go. There was no cohesive thing. Oh, we're in a war, war with a bug, a virus. Nothing came out of it. Right. They never joined up. They used it to drive wedges. Our government's broken. Our country's broken.
1: Yeah. You, you think about the advances we've made as a country, as far as racism and all that stuff, all the the different things. As a society, we've done a lot of great things, not because of politicians. It's basically been in spite of politicians and because of their need to pit everybody against each other and their need to call everything racism. And like I said, bring one down to the level of the other, rather than bringing everybody up. Uh, because that that creates more need for them. So, in spite of them, uh, you know, it's just this system that that everybody almost is dependent on, that is responsible uh, for just beating. It's like being dependent on a on an abusive husband or something. This system that is responsible uh, for beating the shit out of of its people. We're the ones going. Oh, it's okay. He, he didn't mean it's not going to happen again, and it happens again and again and again. So yeah, I, I just I've lost all faith in the way our government operates to this point, and I, I don't see it as right. being something that is is savable. I think it's something that's got to completely just fall apart, and hopefully, uh, the pieces are in place. The right pieces are in place for it to rebuild correctly, like it did the yeah. first time. I, mean- I think. In my opinion,
2: anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Broken. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is, and it's just that's why I'm saying it, it. I think if we're, we're we're headed down this path anyway, so d- by voting for this guy because he's not as bad as that guy or girl, whatever, uh, is just delaying the inevitable to to some extent, and, and it's just it's bound to happen anyway, so. You know, know, Biden's
2: coming out, they're coming out now and like they're trying to say, well, like they're 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 pitching the abortion topic to the to the people on their side. Right. And what they're saying is you got to get us back in office so we can actually make this a legal Make We can make this law that abortion. Every every woman has can have an abortion. You got to get us back in. They have the majority right now.
4: If they want
2: for all the people that are pro abortion. If the Democratic Party wanted you to be able to have an abortion, they could have voted on it anytime in this last couple of years. Yeah. Anytime. But they don't want it to pass. They don't want it to be a solution.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly my point right there. The abusive husband uh, analogy right there, because. I heard Biden say, I think it was yesterday or something, where he said, "I promise, if we get, if we keep the house or whatever, we're going to codify Roe v.ersus Wade into law." When you, whenever you hear a, a republic or a politician say, "I promise." Complete bullshit, but people continue to buy that. So they're going, it's, it's, we're going to, I'm going to take these people out of jail for smoking weed. I'm going to, you know, release some of these oil reserves to make prices lower for you. We're going to make this a law that we've never done in the past 30 years and had a million opportunities to, but we're going to do all that for you. And it's all to buy votes. That's all it is.
2: Uh, I'll tell you what, if you go out and you know, everybody vote your vote, who you want. I don't. it's, that's, that's the great one part. One thing good about being American, you should be able to vote for who you want and everybody go out and vote. And if you vote for a Republican or a Democrat expecting them to solve any problems, they don't get paid to solve the problems that the more the problems go unsolved, the more they get paid. And it's history. Just look back at all the ministries. You vote for a Republican or Democrat, you're voting for the system we have right now and the status quo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they they get they get paid to solve the problems. There's a pretty good term right there because they get paid from the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company. Uh, are you beating the crap out of your camera or something? Or did you just catch a fly? No,
2: my dog's going nuts over here oh. like you know how dogs are like find a he has a hot spot and he keeps trying to go after it and he does this like It sounds like Hannibal Lecter talking about eating fava beans. <laughs> my so dog I'm like trying to like, yeah. "Hey, stop that." <laughs> But yeah, it, it is, and that's that's my
1: frustration with all this because it, it really is an effort and futility these days because you are voting for, you're, you're voting for this this going downhill slowly or just going right off the rails right you know real quick, uh, and it's yeah. and people aren't going to wake up to all these games that they're playing uh, in politics until they, they're going to root for their team until it just completely goes off the rails and then there's nobody else to root for and then they well, look to somebody to pick up the pieces.
2: They're gonna to root to their, I think, for their team until they, because I was a team rooter, like just you know, Joe Rogan says he's never voted for a Democrat or for a Republican. I never voted for a Democrat in my life, right? I'd love I to was a full a on, I, I, you know, back in the day. Now looking at it, I, the guy was the guy was terrible for the country, but back in the day, I loved Ronald Reagan, right? It, it was great having the governor of California become president, and, and like you know, I, that guy was all. I was like, oh, Reagan economic, all this stuff, right? Until the point when you start looking at and going, no, this isn't good. Like they've lied to us over and over when people get red pilled, then they get on board. Right. And it's not until it becomes uncomfortable. Again, I'm getting ready to go be snake Plissken and go back to escape from LA place. And what am I going to see? A bunch of people who make, you know, who, who, who make six figures and above, Sitting around in the street, barricaded off because they have their barricades up from the COVID, so they could sit in the street and have lunch together, dumping a hundred bucks on a lunch while some homeless guy is taking a dump around the corner from them and has nothing. And they'll vote to raise taxes more so they put more of those people in those situations. Like yeah. it just bizarre a world, but that's what we have. And that's what's going on.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it, you know, you, you talk about Reagan, you talk about Carter, you, all those guys back then, that was, you know, sort of, nor- and they all do, I mean, all politicians throughout history, throughout whatever country, they all do crazy, uh, corrupt crap and all that. But it just seems like after that, at some point, we just, I, I, maybe it was the Supreme Court decision that allowed all this money into politics. At some point, we just, it has gone completely off the rails where, if you don't have millions and millions of dollars, it really doesn't matter. You you have once every two years they give you this idea that that your voice matters and and all this and maybe it does at a local level, but at a government level, not a it doesn't it doesn't mean a damn thing because they're gonna get who they want you to vote for in there and you're gonna have two choices and that's it, uh, and that's uh, and and they're usually two terrible freaking choices. They have been for the last. Uh, pre-Obama uh I I didn't pay much attention like I started paying attention around the Clinton years uh and the, because of Bush so right during the Bush presidency uh because of all the stuff that was going on then uh and the Patriot Act and all that and I actually didn't mind Bush back then I thought he was kind of a dumbass uh Bush Jr.
2: W well we believed all the shit right we believed yeah. the lies like we we you trust the government yeah so you know, our government is not trustworthy. It's not. No. <laughs> you know, and it's not like it's not like our government to guide out the bar or someone down at the bar BSing somebody like our government lying to the public has huge ramifications across society.
1: I can, what do we have left three weeks till I don't have to watch a freaking political commercial anymore. When's Wednesday, I don't know, man.
2: I don't watch TV. You tell me. Yeah, it's, oh, so uh, annoying. it's November. First week in November.
1: Lisa will watch the news in the morning before she goes to work. And it is, I, it's like three in a row every 15 minutes about, uh, you know, you got the Democrats saying, oh, this person is too extreme. And then you got Republicans and it's like, and it's all lies. I mean, it's all typical government BS and it's, it's just, it's frustrating and it's, it's, I know it, every year I say the same thing, but it's annoying as hell and I just can't wait for it to be over with. But it is a, a really good uh, picture of what politics is actually like because that's just the stuff that gets replayed over and over. The stuff that goes on on a daily basis is the same crap. They just say it differently uh, and talk about it differently. So, yeah, this, I don't know. Maybe other people feel differently. I don't think there's really any, it doesn't serve any purpose to to vote one way or the other anymore like it used to. But maybe other people feel differently. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> well, anymore. I
2: think you should still vote, be at least get and, and you know what? Get a record of your vote. Go up there, take a picture of whatever. I'm sure they'll outlaw, eventually outlaw being able to do any of that shit. Maybe they had, already have, I don't know. Yeah. But like, I think you should still try. You know, I i, I keep, I received my, my absentee ballot request from Nevada for the last presidential election a year later, torn in half, just enough where they can mail it to me. And it was obviously torn in half by a person. So what are the odds that someone who rails against the the left a lot, against dem- the Democrats at least, um, gets his gets his absentee ballot torn in half? I mean, are they are they out there like let's just go down the list? I don't know. It, yeah. And it's weird. It shows up a year later, like it wasn't wet. It just torn in half, and in in that little plastic bag when mail gets messed up that they send to you, like uh huh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,, you're right. I mean it's it's not like voting is not necessary. but if there were enough people like this groundswell of people just voting for whatever third party they wanted or, or would think about and not Republican Democrat, and maybe if that was big enough to make a big enough impact, uh, big enough uh, enough noise, maybe that maybe I doubt it, but maybe that would affect something. But I think something that to grow to that level would take you know six, eight election cycles. Uh, and you're talking, I mean, that's a long damn time, but you know, if people would just say, no, we're sick of your crap, we're not voting for you, play your game. I don't want to be involved in it. You know, can't stop you from playing your game, do what you're going to do, but I'm not going to be a party to your bullshit. So yep. at any rate, uh, anything else to add on all this stuff that we went over today? I was going to get nah, into the political trading stuff. We're going to get into that Sunday though. Cause I pushed that off for three weeks now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but yeah. anything else No, i'm good i need to go deal with my now nah, i need to go deal with my dog yeah yeah be yelling at him again <laughs> no i don't yell at him but I mean, he's a dog that's what they do it's but he's gonna get the cone of silence on him for a while
1: oh gotcha so I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah yeah See, i put the
2: cone on him it's like dude
1: yeah i just closed my door that, that way he can't come down here because he does the same thing he's just itchy in general so we feed him nose. yeah
2: but then they they sometimes they end up getting a hot spot and then you got to take him to the vet and dump 100 bucks yeah, I try, I'm, I'm treating a hot spot on his tail right now. I, I had to get laser therapy on my dog's tail. like so.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go do that. Everyone in the chat, uh, appreciate you all joining in tonight or today. I'm used to tonight. This is Wednesday mornings that we do this show. Anybody listening to the podcast and you want to come over and, and watch the show, we do the Wednesday mornings at um, 12 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Mountain Standard time. And then we do our Sunday shows at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, So that's when, or you can just come to the channel and you'll see the the scheduled shows and just hit the bell icon, get notified when we go live and uh, join in the chat and all that. A really cool group of people and uh, just a a good time. So uh, again, appreciate everyone in the chat, everyone listening. Uh, Take care and prepare everyone. We'll talk to you all later.
0: Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Survival Preppers. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to join us on YouTube for our weekly live shows. For more information or to connect with Duff and Dale, visit the SurvivalPreppers.com or the BugOutLocation.com for members only content and prepping courses. See everyone next time.